Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your man, Small Guy Promotions. Danelle Taylor, AKA Small Guy Promotions, coming to you live on uh, March 25th with What's Up Omaha, featuring my guest of the week, Justin Pensive Gilbreth. <laughs> man, how you doing today, Justin? Good, man, how about you? Man, I am. I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. Getting some of this ick out of my chest, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's been like going on for over a week, so I've never been like dealing with anything this long. It's so. that time of year. Yeah, man. It's that time of year. It's crazy allergies. And they Best. said that uh, like I hadn't called in in like five years, like to my full time job. And like I had to call in last Monday, and while I was home, I was watching the news, and it, <laughs> there was a story that came up that was like. Due to climate change, allergies are lasting longer and like are more severe. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm just like, come on, fantastic man. news. Like, yeah, <laughs> fantastic news. So yeah, it was it was a, a week on Thursday that I've been dealing with this when it first started. So, oh man. But other than that, man, I'm great. I had Dude. one of our events yesterday, so it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You said you had an event yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Where, one of the expos at the Crocs Center. Oh yeah, how'd it yeah. go? It was it was pretty good. You know yeah. we. We had a uh, Arthur All was there. Oh, good, yeah. good, yeah. Um, awesome. We had an okay turnout. It was it was kind of slow. I think maybe the weather turns people away. But then you had the March Madness and mm, some other yeah. events going on too. Yeah. So always competing. Always, man. Every that's event. That's Every event. I, I remember when I first started, I used to try to schedule around things, mm-hmm. and I just decided that I'm just gonna Screw do it. I do it because yeah. there's always something going yeah. on. So whatever. Yeah. So, those of you who don't know, uh, Justin is like a multi-talented dude, a guy that I really respect uh, locally, just so many different things. I'm going to talk about not only like the art aspect that uh, he brings to the table, but also like small Omaha. People always say small world, and I I personally say small Mm -hmm. Omaha because uh, there's so many different ways that you can connect with people. So, let me tell you how... We connected. We connected through the scene, through Gooseneck yep. Productions. Yep. Music, hip hop. Yep, music, yeah. hip hop scene. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Lon? How you doing, sir? Uh, but Small Omaha, when I was putting on an event with Gooseneck Productions, we were doing a dance battle competition. And uh, I didn't dance. <laughs> <laughs> but his nephew, uh, Joey, uh, he dances. Yeah, yeah. He dances. So his mom contacted me, Melissa, yep. you know, and it's so funny. Melissa and I were going back and forth, and then we started talking, and she, she said, uh, we're, or she said, I saw that you posted something with some, it was a guy who used to go to Papillion. I can't remember who it was. And she's like, how do you know him? I'm like, I used to go to Papillion. Yeah. And she's like, I used to go to Papillion. <laughs> and, she, and then she's like, yeah. I went to La Vista Junior High, and uh, it turns out that she actually dated my best friend, Ray, back oh, in, in junior high. That's a trip. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, God, <laughs> small Omaha, small. man. Like, it's so many, like, and true, we have known each other. It's probably been like five years now. Probably. Like, yeah. I started yeah. my business in 2013. Yeah. It might be six years. Yeah. I think I was in the hip-hop scene. I've been in there for about five or six years. Yeah. So, man, so it's just crazy how you can connect with people in Omaha. Like, you never know who you might run into who knows. You know, they always talk about six degrees of separation and Kevin Bacon. It's five degrees in Omaha. Yeah, man. It's it's so so tight-knit. Yeah, yeah, so I want to get into, you know, that art perspective uh, from Justin and how he began uh, on his journey through not only, like, hip-hop, but just 
Like you paint, you draw, mm -hmm. like yeah. you do so many different yeah. things. Yeah. When did you first like begin to have an interest in art? Well, I mean, aside from aside from like being born and just always always doing it and always being encouraged by my family to do it, um, I think I really really took interest when I was. Um, I had this job. It was probably like. 10 years ago, I had this job where it was constant, like, 65 hours a day, working outside during, in the summer heat, you know, and I was making a lot of money, but I started thinking, like, is this, is is the money, like, really that important? Because I, I couldn't see my friends, I wasn't going out, I'd, and even though I had the money, I was still broke all the time, you know, and I yeah. couldn't, I, I was working so much, I couldn't afford time-wise to go pay my bills you know and it was like I just my I think it was about my 22nd tw no it's probably like 23rd birthday I, I just was like you know I haven't done art in a while so I told my mom I wanted some art supplies for my birthday and she got me uh, watercolor like big watercolor paper and some watercolors yeah. and I started doing that and I was like you know what I'm like gonna quit my job and just do this all day and I did and I didn't have anything to fall back on it was like probably the stupidest thing you can do in your adult life like yeah. just quit your job with nothing but I did and um, eventually like I just I stayed with it I just kept painting I didn't care you know and somehow I managed to pay rent through it to one way or another you know yep and um eventually like uh, arts for all just fell out of the sky and into my lap you know like they were asking for guitar teachers and I had been playing guitar for many years and so I went tried you know I played I think I played Stairway to Heaven for Judy the owner and she was like oh you're great at guitar let's let's get you teaching you know yeah and so I did. I had never taught anything in my life. I didn't even know if I would like it, but I loved it. I loved teaching kids how to do art and like that whole process of teaching kids like something that they can use later in life to be creative and express themselves. I was just like, man, there's something big to this. You know, I'm going to stick with it. Yep. I can um, understand that. Yeah. And I just, I kept doing art and then through Arts for All, how I got into the hip hop scene was one night I was hanging well, out. Before we go there, yeah. so you've mentioned Arts for All. I've yeah. mentioned Arts for All. Yeah. Can you tell? Oh yeah. Tell them what Arts for All is. Arts for All is a nonprofit organization dedicated to um, teaching people of all ages with like really cost friendly. I mean, they'll work with you even if you got dust in your wallet. They will somehow work with you to get you and your children in for classes. Um, and they're, they're just, they've been around for, I think, like 11 years now. It's probably close to 11 years. Um, they've won numerous awards, and they're just, they're a fantastic nonprofit organization. Like, they, they've always treated me good, and, um, <coughs> yeah, they teach, like, violin, piano, guitar, um, dance, visual art. They, do, they even do, like, videography sometimes. I know my oldest uh, 
some years back had uh, we had my wife had found some kind of deal and she did ballet yeah. uh, for like six or eight weeks or something yep. like that, like one day a week. Yep, and they're really like affordable classes, you know, like most places if you go to get lessons, or you're going to pay, like guitar lessons, typically, I mean, it starts from like $30 up per lesson and with Arts for All, it's just $10 a lesson. I think they may have even lowered it to $9 a lesson, which is like just unheard of, especially considering the teachers and their talent. It's just, it's, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Is. So back to the the introduction to hip hop from mm -hmm. Arts for All. You were about to say. Yeah. Okay. So um, then I well after a meeting that Arts for All was holding, me and a couple teachers, we all decided let's go let's go out have a few drinks, have some fun. And we found out about this open mic that was happening at the, it's the Lookout Lounge now, but it was the hideout at the time. And they were doing this open mic. We go down there and everybody, like it was a guitar teacher, um, the, the grant writer at the time, and me. And we're all like, yeah, we'll all get signed up. She wanted to do stand-up comedy. He wanted to play guitar. And I was like, I got like some rap verses memorized, I think. I'll try to do that. <laughs> So we go down there and they're like, hey, I'll, I'll go get the beer. Other one's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And so I sit down and I'm just watching the show and they come up behind me and they're like, hey, just so you know, we didn't sign up, but we signed you up. And that was like the first time, that was like the first time I had ever been on stage and I like fumbled through it. I forgot all the lyrics and everything. It was like nerve wracking. And um, I just stuck with it. I was like, you know, I'm going to redeem myself after this. And yeah. I kept going, kept going, met a lot of great people through the open mic scene, which, like, for any artist, I say, if, like, if you're looking to get your stuff out there, go do an open mic for sure. You will yep. run into the right people, yep. different avenues. I met A, met B, met C, met Donnell, you know. It was, like, a constant, like, jumping from person to person. And, yeah, man, and it... You know, it's, uh, I mean, the hip-hop is kind of, you know, fickle. It can be, at least sometimes. And, uh, you know, you have your cliques and whatnot. Yeah. Overall, I feel like it's there's a lot of a lot of support for the scene for people who are in the scene. Mm -hmm. um, there might not be from the outside, you know, community, because yeah. a lot of people are scared of hip-hop. Yeah, especially uh, in the Man, yeah. It's, you know what is always crazy to me, though? Like, people are, like, unaccepting of hip-hop like on the local level mm -hmm. but like if you go to a baseball game dude I went to a hockey oh, game yeah. and they were playing yeah. hip hop music like you know like <laughs> like like in at intermission or whenever like yeah. breaks are coming up they're playing hip hop music so that was one thing that I, I I could never understand is like how is it that you know it's so tough to get people to come out and support local hip hop shows yeah. but then like in all these different question. yeah all these different areas you know, they they were just playing hip hop music and like you got kid like there was one I went to an Omaha beef game, I had season tickets last year. Mm -hmm. And there was this this kid behind me, they were talking it was one song, I don't even know who the artist is, but he was talking about whipping in the kitchen. And I was I was like, Boy, what you know about whipping in the kitchen? <laughs> like he's like like eight years old, ten years old, talking about whipping in the kitchen. I'm like, bruh, come on man. Like that's not okay. Like like you yeah. shouldn't even know this song, man. Yeah. So uh I always think that that's funny that with that type of thing, man. You know, baseball mm -hmm. games, everybody is playing hip hop. Yeah. So yeah. I, I 
I just don't get where the the, the breakdown is. Uh, and, you know, like, and maybe it's not just hip hop. Maybe it's just you know the music scene in general. Yeah. I've done a ton of different types yeah. of music shows, and sometimes it's just hard to get people out. Yeah. It's just how how it goes. And yeah. again, it goes back to that competition with some yeah. different things. I quoted you. I quoted you recently uh, saying that. You know, live music can't compete with Netflix. No, <laughs> I got that from him. Can't. That's where he's the one that said that to me in a conversation some years back. Unfortunately, so. like I just think it's it's a matter of I don't know. I think artists and I I was guilty of it myself when I started. It was like, oh, these people. You know, I was always blaming it on the people. But I think a lot of it just has to deal with we just maybe as like the hip-hop community and live music in general because um, a lot of people have figured it out you know that I've I've seen local bands pull huge shows sell out shows and I've actually I was part of a show once that sold out once yeah and like I mean it's just I think it's a matter of figuring out how do we how do we all work to market these things correctly like that's the million dollar question how do you get people out yeah and and i feel like too like with you know my past experience with like like making or creating or uh, organizing music shows sometimes artists like they see like those big names like jay-z or whoever else that they look up to and they're like I want to be that person, but then again, they don't want to do the footwork to go out and like hand out flyers yeah. or tell people yeah. about it. Yeah. And I'm like, if you look up to that person, like they didn't start where they're at. Right. Like, there was a lot of work before yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's what it takes to succeed, man. You yeah. got to be knocking down, knocking on doors, yeah. like it's a lot of telling work. everybody, like it's not just about you being able to get up on stage and perform. There's a there's millions of people who can perform and have talent. Yeah. Like there's so much talent out yep. there it's like the actual work that you're putting in. it's a yeah. whole package thing it's not just you're only tackling one one part one piece yep. of it when you know you're trying to get people out to a show there's a whole whole world of marketing that you have to push behind it you got you can't just do it by yourself either you need you know you need a team of people and sometimes and i've seen it like you know you try to construct a team of people together who should be working as a collective but then People start to butt heads they and do. stuff, and they do. it kind of falls down and it falls apart. So, like, man, that's that's kind of there's so many different, different struggles that people don't think about. It's like, man, you it's a and you can see why it's a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's yeah. <laughs> because there's somebody at the top who knows what needs to be yeah. done. Like they've been through it, they've got the the, the blueprint or whatever, uh, and they say that this person needs to do this, this person needs to do this, this group needs to do that. Yeah. When you're coming into it, like, and you've just been rehearsing in your basement or whatever, you don't. If you didn't do the research, you don't know. Yeah. But now, yeah. like, the talk is in today's world of technology, it's like the easiest time to get like attention. Yeah. Like all you have yeah. to do is go and do like a search on the internet, man, and find yeah. out like how can I do this. Yep. Yep. And it's right there. Back in the day, it didn't yep. used to be like that. So, like, yep. there's a, a huge advantage nowadays. But, again, with that huge advantage, everybody's got it now. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're searching for good music or, you know, whatever, there's a lot of stuff for you to sift through to get yes. to the stuff that has that actual appeal that you're looking indeed. for. Indeed. So. Indeed. It's, I mean, and also, like, I think there's something to be said about playing to your strengths, you know? Like, um, with 
with hip hop in general, like I, I enjoy doing hip hop and I, I enjoy making the music, but I was never really, like when I got into it, I, like many other people I think, got into it with the idea of, well, I'm just gonna go up on stage and I'm gonna do some shit and people will start recognizing me and yeah. it'll be cool. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man, after you play like t 10 shows where there's only two people in the crowd, it's it gets discouraging. Yep. And um, so eventually, you know, I, I think I just kind of learned that, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this right because I'm not, I'm not, I don't understand how to reach these people. And luckily for me, I do other stuff, I do other art and stuff like that to where I have kind of learned how to start building up a little bit of a following yep. using my art. The, the music thing, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. I like making the music, but I sure as hell don't like promoting it. It's yep. a pain. I, well, I'm not good at it. <laughs> and that, after we did that concert to benefit Arch for All and all that yeah. stuff, like that yeah. was a, like a huge eye opener for me. I'm like, okay, so we have music. Like Justin and like what two other people were doing yeah, a, yeah. a live painting, and the yeah. deal was we were uh, going to auction off the painting, and uh, all the proceeds would go to Arts for All. So we had music, we had live art, uh, and we had a good cause uh, to try to support. And we were at Sumter Amphitheater in Battalion, and like seats, just actual seats, they have like 300 seats. We had like 50, 55 people yeah. who paid for a ticket to come through. Yeah. They have 300 seats. And then like they also have like some grounds area, like behind yeah. the seats, just yeah. where people can lay out blankets and stuff and sit down. Yeah. So I was like, man, and that's what, man? like that was with cross promotion. Yeah, you know, arts for all. I know we handed out flyers mm -hmm. to everybody. Like we had a commercial on the radio. Uh, we had a YouTube uh, video done by mm -hmm. RG Media. That we were well, we were on the news. We were on the morning blend for that, weren't we? Was you guys that, got, did you, wasn't it for I that event? Maybe. I know that. Never mind. That was the tenth anniversary, which oh, was the okay. same. It was the same case, though. Same thing, you know. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe thirty people showed up. Yeah, over here at the waiting yeah. room. By the way, we're over at Benson at uh, Hardy's. So is it? Is straight up Hardy's now? More I aromas? think so. Yeah, I thought. I thought it was Aromas. I was wondering because when I googled Coffee Aromas and Benson, and I get popped up Hardy. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was looking for Aromas. So I was like, I hope that we're. I hope I'm at the right place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So that's a change that I didn't know happened. But yeah, man, it's so hard to like get people out. There's, so I can only imagine how much money. I mean, when you're looking at an event like the one that we did at uh, Sumter, it was like $500 just for event insurance. Um, then, you know, you have to pay for the promotion. We, we have a few sponsors and stuff, uh, like Tim Planet, our dojo. Uh, they sponsored some of it. Crown Enterprises, um, uh, my friend who's an electrician, they sponsor some of it. Um, so we had some help, but man, it was just, it was tough, man. Like, yeah. you put in all that work and like your passion into it, and it's uh, to get the turnout that we got, it was just, and it, it's not like, like it wasn't just hip hop. Like, I always would say that we don't do hip hop shows, we do music shows. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I want music that people, you know, different people can listen to and like, maybe you are a fan of one artist and you come to check them out and you hear something that you wouldn't have listened to uh, necessarily in any other app or like area mm -hmm. and you hear it and you're like oh man I like that too so you become yeah. a fan of somebody yeah. else so 
but I, I was just like, there's something that I'm missing. And I, w- I would do Google research and like see what I can do to make an event. And I would send press releases and all yep. this stuff. Yep. And I'm like, people would always say it's because we only had local artists. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Why do we need a national act to bring people in? Like, why wouldn't people support yeah. all the talent that we have in the Omaha area? Yeah. So that's why I do what I do, man. Because I'm like, man, I, I want to push these people who, like, people aren't giving any attention to. Because I've, I've been to these shows and, like, been in the crowd and been on the stages with some of the artists and stuff. And, like, I know that Omaha has talent. Like, there's so much talent that people need to tap into, man. Like, and it just... It, it boggles my mind sometimes. You know? Even at one point, I asked people, "Okay, hey, what does it take to get like what would uh, make you want to come out to an event?" Because I was trying to add those things. I was trying to incorporate the feedback. Yeah. And I did those things, and the same people who brought up those uh, points of feedback, they didn't even show up. Yeah. And so it's like, what do you do? Yeah. What so do you do? You know, I don't know how you win. It's frustrating. Yeah, man. So I, I stepped back from the music scene because I'm like, man doing the music scene and these vendor events and, and not getting the, the foot traffic at either one the way that I want. Like, I just need to step back and focus on uh, the, the vendor events yeah. for now. Maybe the music thing can yeah. come back around yeah. at some point, but, like, yeah. you, you know, you're focusing on the, the other art. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking yeah. of the art, too, man, I want to bring it up because it's been a year. Because I, this last week it's been popping up as a reminder on Facebook. Oh yeah, the, th- yeah. The, the thirty day challenge. Your daughters man. are popping up yeah. on my feed now. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so Penta, I was doing uh, a thirty day challenge for himself yeah. uh, last year. Yeah. Just creating a new uh, uh, drawing every day for thirty days. And my daughter, my oldest, uh, she likes uh, to draw and create art as well. Uh, and she saw you know, the 30-day challenge, because I would show her the pictures, and uh, she ended up drawing a picture, and Justin actually challenged her to do the 30-day challenge, yeah. and she did it. She created 30 she days. She all the way through, yeah. Yeah, man, she was watching videos on uh, YouTube and stuff, and like, you know, just drawing, like following the instructions of what they were yeah. saying to do and stuff, so I, I, it was a really proud moment for me, and I was thankful and grateful yeah. that you challenged her. Did like, she keep drawing after that? She always draws, man. Yeah. Like it, I mean, you know, it's not like always, you know, like the 30-day challenge, but she she consistently does different yeah. things, man, so yeah. uh, she stays with it, and like, with her participating at our vendor events, she's always like, you know, making, she's being creative yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, she's been writing a little bit and stuff because uh, she there was some competition through school awesome. uh, that she awesome. could enter a piece for so she did that she thinks that she's going to have a pretty good chance of winning so I don't know good. we haven't heard anything back good. yet but uh, she's still been playing viola uh, with the Omaha Area Youth Orchestra they just did their last performance uh, a couple weeks ago over at Iowa Western so a Jack of all or Jill of all trades yeah, huh? yeah. yeah she stays busy she's She's at the dojo. She's competing next week in a tournament, you know. So, she, you know, she she is serious. Very I want her to understand, you know, uh, one thing about it is, like, you can't just say that you want something. Like, you have to actually put yeah. in work to get it. Yeah. So It's true. She, she does it. Like, you know, she told me that she would start doing more classes to prepare for the tournament. We haven't had a chance yet because of sickness and whatever else. They've been volunteering. Yeah. Uh, every Friday night, so she hasn't had a chance to get in more classes, but she's, you know, she's determined, and she has it on, like, most of the time, she has it from within, where she can just drive herself to do whatever, like, 
we don't have to stay on. We had to stay on her a little bit about Viola, yeah. but just other stuff. She's kind of on it herself, like yeah. so. She's self motivated, so that's all right by that's great. by me, man. So, but yeah, I, I definitely was glad that uh, those uh, reminders were popping up this week, man. I was like, man, yeah. that's perfect. I already asked right. asked about the interview, and now all of a sudden, I didn't even know it was a year. <laughs> but I always say everything is connected, man. Like, yeah. there's so much that's connected, I and I, agree. I, I think that that was meant to be for us to have the interview today. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so guitar playing art, drawing, things yeah. like that. So now you've transitioned or you've begun to transition into the world of tattooing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you were going to tell me how, how that started out uh, before I wanted you to hold it for the interview portion yeah. so we could say it here. Yeah. So how did that happen? Well, um, actually, you know, I think a lot of it started with that 30-day challenge because I, I was drawing it every day. And I realized that after like about day 20 or something, it became like a reinforced habit to where it was like, it, you know, like I would miss a day or two and I started feeling like empty inside, you know, yeah. and so I was like, I got to draw, I got to draw. Like I would leave, I would be hanging out with friends, I would just leave them and come and do, do a drawing or something. And then... I was like going through a lot of personal stuff and so I was doing a lot of journaling at the time and I started thinking, you know, like what what can I do with my life, I guess? Like what can I do to do something to be happy and uh, obviously get my sustenance from it, money and, right. you know. <coughs> and I started thinking like, why not be a tattoo artist, you know? Like people have always asked me, have you ever been, have you ever done tattoo? Have you ever thought about it? And I always told them like, no, like that's, yeah. I can't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't draw for other people. I couldn't do this. I could I always had an excuse of why I couldn't do it. And finally I just was like, you know, I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of it. And so I decided, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I hit up my friend Kelly, who is a tattoo artist, and uh, she had just moved back from Florida. It was like, like you said, everything's connected. So yep. she had just moved back, and I hit her up, and I was like, hey, so what do I, what do, I do to get into this world? You know, Can you give me some pointers? What do I need to look out for? And I told her, I was like, look, I just want to get an apprenticeship with somebody that is awesome because... I am willing to go overseas if I have to to learn how to do this. Like, yeah. I really am. I'm going to save and do it. And she was like, she took that as a real sign of commitment to it. And she was like, let's do it. You know, let's do an apprenticeship. She had done an apprenticeship for somebody or a mentor. I guess she had been a mentor for someone while she was in Florida. And so she kind of knew what it entailed. And uh, we started doing the apprenticeship in July after, after she tattooed me and I'd come around the shop every other day. You know, I started to get familiar with the owner of the shop, which is the Needle Bar on uh, 50th and Dodge. I started, you know, just coming in every day and getting to know everybody. And uh, she started showing me how to clean and she started talking to me about technique and uh, showing me different things, different spots on the body, of why this is hard, why this is hard, and, you know, telling me everything is like, it's one thing to tell somebody how to do something, but yep. when you actually sit down to do it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really hard. Tattooing is difficult, but, um, I, I would definitely say, oh, oh no, 
Weird. Uh, sorry about okay. that. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> hey, what's up, Chris? It must have just lost the feed for a second. Hey, Chris. So, <coughs> Strawstone was here. As far as the tattooing thing goes, I guess it's just been uh, it's been the hardest, most challenging thing I've ever done with my art career, hands down, hands down, the hardest thing. Uh, I've never experienced anything so difficult, emotionally challenging, energetically challenging, but. Um, I'm hoping that eventually it'll pay off because I think that uh, I think I got I got some decent ideas for what I want to do with my tattoo career. And yeah. So. Well, if it's anything like the art that I, I've seen, and real quick, C Blue is a uh, he instructs uh, how to play the guitar as well. Oh, another Chris. guitar teacher. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool man. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, if it's anything like the art that I've seen you do, man, like I always look at your stuff and I always say that like I can usually spot out. Uh, a pensive I, I just call it a pensive because that's what it is like yeah. when you're scrolling down your Instagram or your Facebook <laughs> timeline and like you see art and there's there's a few different artists that I follow like Joe Nicholson and uh, man, there's another person too but like you scroll down and you see art and all of a sudden you're like oh man that's a pensive I don't even, I don't even have to see who, who that is I know it's a pensive and I look and I'm like yep see yeah. there's a certain I don't know if it's like the shading or like what it is that you do, like angles that you're using, yeah. but it's very dis like distinct when I see it, and I'm just like, I, and not only that, but like, I, 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 it's so different from anything else. Like it's very unique. Yeah. So I, I feel like I can always spot a pencil. It's a uh, for an artist for every every artist. I think maybe not just art though. It's I think it translates into everything. Probably your entrepreneurship stuff like that. It's you. The more you practice it, the more you do it. I think. Hey, I think you start by stealing from other people, stealing ideas from other people. You may even start out drawing exactly what they're doing or, you know, like someone starts a soap business so you decide to start a soap business with the yeah. same exact smells and everything. But then yeah. through the process you make mistakes and you fail constantly and those failures are like the most important part of it. They're the most painful and difficult stuff like I'm learning I'm relearning it over and over with tattooing every time I do something that's just terrible I'm like oh this is awful but once I get rid of all those emotions and I can look back and I can say okay well here's what went wrong boom that's when I'm learning something you know I don't learn from doing the good stuff yes and so eventually you just like <laughs> you you begin to develop a voice you know like your own voice through that process like yeah i always tell people you know if you if you really want to get good at something just do what that guy's doing steal yeah. it completely steal his idea do yeah. everything that he does because it's never going to be the same and you're probably going to fail tremendously at it but in the process you will develop your own style for yeah. sure yeah I, I think that's great advice uh so i have like a business group on Facebook that I, I try to make a video at least two to three times a week uh, just about random stuff whatever's on my mind mm -hmm. and one of, one of the things that I often talk about is uh, failure or I always put 
I'll put it in quotations yeah. because it's, it's not, like, I don't feel like a failure is like a yeah. failure. Like, I don't perceive it as being a failure. Like, I'd say it's more learning. Yeah, it's an opportunity for improvement. Yeah. That's what, uh, so, you know, I work at Ameritrade full time and that's what we talk about when, you know, when coaching goes out and things like that. Yeah. You notice someone made an error. When you send it over, you're not like, hey, you failed. Like, yeah. you, this is an opportunity for improvement. This is a coaching moment. Yeah. Like, yes, let's get yeah. past it. Let's learn from it. Yeah. Like, and oftentimes what I, <laughs> I, I refer to uh, one of the moments that I had when Gooseneck and I did an event at the Crocs in our first event yeah. together. Uh, you know, we didn't communicate very well. And we went way over, well, we didn't create a budget. So oh. we ended up losing like a couple oh, thousand money. dollars oh. like on each oh. end because we didn't communicate and yeah. create a budget from the beginning yeah. and we thought that the event would get a bigger turnout than we did. Mm -hmm. So for me, like that day, I was like, oh man, I, I retire already. Like I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like I had, to, I had to tell my wife we had to take money out of like our, our, our personal account to put yeah. into the business account to, yeah. you know, pay for this yeah. stuff. And I was just like, bro, I can't do this again. So I thought I was done, but then later that night, like, Zach, Tammy, and Flips, we all went out to, like, our family, I went out to eat at, like, Applebee's, we talked about it, we got all that bad, that bad juju out, yeah. man, and, like, yeah. later that night, yeah. I was already thinking about a, a new way to, uh, to get back on it, and, and, and how can I improve on the next time out, so that was one thing I said, I said, I know that I'm not gonna just like throw money, or yeah. have money to be thrown out the window. Yeah. It's got to be used smartly, yeah. especially when you're doing like yeah. the advertising and stuff yeah. like that. So that that was a huge opportunity for improvement for me, man. I was yeah. like, okay, I, and I always remember that. Exactly. I always will. So exactly, that's what like, it is. That's where you learn because when everything goes the way you want it to go, you don't learn much. You're yep. just like, that's what was supposed to happen. Yeah, you know. But then, like, I mean translating into the world of tattooing you can very easily you know yep. like mess up a line and suddenly the whole thing falls apart and you're just this emotional wreck you're like oh my god i messed this person up so bad or yeah. i messed this event up so bad what the hell is wrong you want to point at everybody else their skin was you know yeah, like yeah. everything's wrong and then eventually like i think you learn from letting that go yep first like that's the first learning process is like how do you let that go you know like what am I gonna do quit like I'm in this far I yeah. put this much money into it I bought all this you know I like, committed yeah and so it's like all right so how can I make sure that next time I do this I do it right I execute the way I was supposed to or I execute even better I execute in a way that allows that mistake to become more of a trademark or more yep. of like my thing you know yeah like how do I work with this mistake yep and then from that you create a process or a routine like a game plan that you know okay no matter what what design you're going to end up doing for someone mm -hmm. like you still have those basic principles yeah. set exactly. like okay i need to do yeah. this step first and then i need to, yeah. need to do this step yeah. so like you you create that and that's what those opportunities mm -hmm. create yeah so yeah. i'm yeah. all for that man like, i love that's why i love doing this man because <laughs> i'm i'm talking to people who are like-minded individuals mm -hmm. who understand especially when you have a passion for something yeah. uh and you're not just going to like fold and give up on it man that's what it's about like yeah. you got to keep going it's yeah. not about like they at the dojo, they tell the kids when they coach them, 
like you don't want to get bad habits because in certain like scenarios you can go you can win with bad habits yeah and like just because you win you think you're doing things right yeah. but then when you go against a better opponent yep they're gonna exploit that yep if they if you're making those same mistakes or uh, using those bad habits yeah it's not gonna work on those guys if, if they're more technical yep. if they've got more experience yep. so you gotta get that down yeah yeah <coughs> I mean even with guitar too guitar's the same thing where you might learn how to play something really technical and hard that's way out of your skill level by cheating you know doing different things with your fingers that you're not supposed to be doing and you keep reinforcing those bad habits every time you play it. You keep reinforcing it, keep reinforcing it. So then when it comes time to actually learning something that's, you know, like of a more advanced skill set or something, you have to, you're going to have to go all the way back to step one and relearn how to relearn the fundamentals, you know? Like that's the, that's the, uh, plus side to doing my apprenticeship is that right now I'm working on the fundamentals and of course it's it's a little boring sometimes like doing simple designs I want to go crazy I want to do all this crazy stuff but it's like I have to patience yeah I have to step back and just be happy with one line at a time I make one line and I say good job that was good you know that was good oops you know it's like constant it's a constant it's like that in everything. It, like that's why I try to talk when I, when I'm talking to other artists or other just people in general. It's hu- It's a human thing where it's like, if it's entrepreneurship, marketing, if it's starting your own business, if it's um, building a hot rod, if it, anything, it's like you have to, you have the worst enemy you possibly have is the one that's standing in your way, and that's yourself. And you have to get out of your own way, you know. Yep. Like, it's it's really, <laughs> yeah. Put your like swallow your pride, like yeah. yeah. Leave all that at the door, yeah. like. And oftentimes we're our biggest critics, you know. So like, oh, yeah. it, it, you know, yes. and then or maybe we're like just. I try to encourage people not to be scared. Like I made a video recently talking about. What are you scared of? Like, why are, why are we so scared as adults to try new things? Uh, because when you were a baby, you didn't know that you couldn't crawl or you couldn't walk or talk. Like, you tried it and you kept trying it until you got it. Yep. So why, as an adult, do we just only continue to do the things that we know? Why not challenge yourself to do more? Like, you're built to do more. You're stronger than you give yourself credit uh, for being. Yeah. Like try new things, man. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. It's easier said than done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But sometimes, like stepping out of your comfort zone, that's like when you can really see how good you can be when you challenge yourself to do something that you've never done before. Yeah. Like for me, like I'm on this whole track of like being better every day. Like jujitsu has played a big part. Like it's not just about jujitsu. Jujitsu teaches you about life and about that patience yeah. and about it. Just ties into so many different things. Like. I'm so much like I've always been a happy person, but this last year and a half or so that I've been doing jujitsu, like that's elevated so much just because that's it great. makes you take a step back and yeah. look at things. Yep. Like you, you have to slow down. You can't yep. just rush through jujitsu, yep. man. Because fundamentals, yeah, man. Throw a punch, yeah. Stand on one foot. You know, you gotta, yep. you know, you gotta start from square one. You, yep. you can't get the Z 
by skipping like letters in between, you know, from A to whatever. Like you can't go A B Z. Like it yep. doesn't work like that. So yep. fundamentals. Yep. Yep. And also something that you said earlier was com- the word you said comfort zone. I was thinking in my head while you were saying that, like comfort, comfort, because. I recently was just talking with a friend who started picking up writing again. She's a fantastic writer. And I told her, like, I really believe, they say that sleep is the cousin of death, but I think that comfort is the cousin of death. Once you get comfortable and you get settled in, you become complacent. (coughs) And eventually that's all going to come crumbling around, you know. It's going to be crumbling down and... You know, you have to step outside that. Think of it like a relationship. So, like, when you're single, like, you're going to the gym and, like, eating right or whatever, trying to look (laughs) all good. Then you settle down. You find that one. You get married or whatever. And not everybody. I'm just generalizing, of course. Yeah. But then you you get married, and then all of a sudden you start just, like, making excuses not to go to the gym. You're eating out a little more, just whatever it is. Then before you know it, like, you're gaining some pounds. And you're like, man, what happened what yeah. happened? I, I got comfortable. You got like, comfortable. I, you know, yeah. I, I got my, I fell in love with someone who yeah. loves me for who I am. I yeah. don't have to do those yeah. superficial things yeah. that I was doing before yeah. to try to attract the attention or whatever. Right. So, right. yeah, man, it's it's all about comfort, man. Yeah. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. And again, yeah. that's jujitsu. Like, you have to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You, yeah. you have somebody sitting on your chest and you can't breathe. And that's something that I struggle with right now. Like even if, well, yeah, anybody would struggle. Yeah, man. You, you gotta, you just gotta get used to it. We were talking about it the other day, but it's a whole mental thing. Like, yeah. I, I can't tap to you because you're sitting on my chest and I can't breathe. Yeah. You need to be submitting me, like putting me in some kind of a position that I can't escape from. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I, and sometimes you break. Like, it takes a while to get used to. Yeah. So, like, you know, you tap, you're, you panic. You're like, yeah. you're claustrophobic or whatever yeah. it is, and you tap. Yeah, I did that a f- like a few weeks back, man. Like a dude was on top, and I just couldn't get get out, and I tapped, and I was like, man, come on, let's do it again, because you know I got to get used to this. Yeah. Like, let's start from the same position, yeah. man. Like just yeah. do whatever. So yeah, yeah, you got to be uncomfortable, man. For yeah. true growth, you got to get I like uncomfortable. That. I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, that's pretty much all I have. You anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um, no, not really. I mean, I do have. Um, I was. To add on to the cover thing real quick, um, I, I've i always been like, a, I can't always say that I've always been a big practitioner of meditation, but I do practice it from time to time, and I got to do uh, a recent program that Inspirations of Water, I believe the program is called, they put on where they allowed artists to come in and float at these sensory deprivation tanks oh, yeah. three, day, or yeah. three times. And that taught me a lot in the way of just like, you know, this is, it was a weird feeling laying there and you're like in pitch black, no sound because your head's underwater or your ears are underwater. And like, you know, you, you really learn to be comfortable with yourself in those moments and the anxiety maybe boils up or something like that. And yeah, it's just, it's in a way it's like it is like mental martial arts you know and it translates all through life like that kind of thing it's just stepping out of your comfort zone crazy important so yes that's it so if you get the opportunity to do it do it if somebody if somebody asks you to do something that you're not used to maybe don't just automatically say no like take a second and give it some thought to see like you know you know why am I saying no what what 
what is the reason? Is it because I'm scared or is it just like, you know? And still, there, I feel like that's always an ongoing thing. Like, no matter how good I feel like I'm doing, I could always be better. Right. There's always room. Like, I'm, you're never going to be perfect. So, right. I, I was trying to say, uh, don't let the fear of not being perfect stop you from trying to be perfect. Like, and, you know, I like that. just work hard. Like, you still got to go. Go for it, man. So, where where can they find your art, or like, where can they find you if they want to follow you and like start uh, checking out some of the, the things that you're doing? The best thing is uh, probably Instagram. I post everything on Instagram. Usually, I try to like stay up updating content. You know about content. Yeah, <laughs> I try. I don't always succeed. Uh, that is pensive poetry one. It's all one one word. You spell one. So P E N S I V E P O E T R Y O N E. You can follow me there. Um, otherwise, come and get a tattoo at the Needle Bar. It's on 50th and Dutch. There you go. Yep. Man, thank you so much for like agreeing to do this. Thank man. You. It's been a pleasure. Every week, I'm trying to bring a new new guest artist. Small business owners, nonprofit organizations, just people yeah. out in the community, like who are doing positive things and going after things that they they love. Uh, that's what it's about. I'm trying to help spotlight those individuals and those organizations, just because I feel like you know we we need help sometimes, and uh, I'm all about community and, and trying to help others. With you know, I always say, even if I'm directly successful. Oh, are we back? Oh, sorry, it keeps cutting out. I was going to say, even if I'm not directly successful from the things that I am doing, if I can help someone else uh, in their path to success, ultimately I am successful because I helped that person. You know, I'm not going to, you know, there's no way I can take credit for that because they're still putting in the work. But if I just had a hand in helping them out, successful because that's what it's about it's about helping other people and making the world like a better place i I really believe in positivity there's so much negativity out there nowadays and i just want to spread love joy happiness like as i end every show i'll say laugh smile if you can help someone else laugh or smile do that that's what it's about pensive small guy have a wonderful day peace out thanks for tuning in y'all